Hey guys, this is Carlos and my brother Joseph. Say hi. Hello. <laughs> we are starting a brand new podcast called Level Exchange. Um, it's going to probably, you know, have a lot of opinions people may not like or may like. We're not really concerned with that, but um, we're going to be mostly talking about music, reviewing some of our albums. We're going to assign each other you know, we're going to probably do this about monthly. So we talked about, right? Uh, I thought Maybe. we could do a little more than a little sooner than that, but yeah, well, we, we can, can, I guess. Yeah. We can try to try to maybe like monthly or by bi monthly or something like that. And, and so we'll, we'll be assigning each other albums and just kind of reviewing, giving each other's opinions on it. Um, for this first episode, we're going to just go through a little bit of our background, um, our musical background, we obviously are brothers, so we grew up in the same musical, like with the same music background. Was from what we were, uh, you know, what's the word? Um, exposed to. Exposed to, yeah, with our parents, which is very diverse. Um, we can like dive into that probably first. Um, then after that, we'll probably talk about like our, we'll talk about our top five uh, all-time favorite albums. Um, and then we'll get into like our assignments. So yeah, just a short I, intro. Yeah. I think one of the cool things is that because, you know, we're brothers, we come from a big, diverse musical background. I mean, we listen to everything from obviously first off Carlos Santana, which is our parent, <laughs> our dad's like favorite, favorite, favorite artist of all time. Um, but you know, our parents listen to, Elton John, which we were just discussing the movie a little while ago. Yeah. Um, we Earth, had Wind Earth, Wind, and Fire. Chicago. Uh, Chicago. Eagles. Then Eagles. Yep. A lot of country. You know, yeah. one of your favorites as a, you know, as a young kid was Garth Brooks. I mean, yeah. this guy could not stop ever, like, <laughs> listening to the Garth Brooks albums, which is great. I mean, he's a legend in country. That's my um, first concert. No, yeah, first concert. If you've never looked up Garth Brooks gifts, do yourself a favor and do that right now. <laughs> I'll have to do that. I've never looked that That's up. Amazing. That's amazing. That's funny. It's amazing. And you know what, dude? I still remember watching his concert on, what was it, like Showtime or whatever? Like, I remember being at, at Artia Laura's house watching that and watching Garth Brooks run like a madman <laughs> across the fucking stage back and forth. I mean, he just had so much fucking energy and he loved, like, performing and his songs were fucking great like he was awesome yeah. um al alongside having great exposure from from our parents we also had our, our nino which yeah. is you know my mom's my mom's brother or our mom's brother and i mean that was the realm of almost everything else like it was like um I funk mean, punk rock funk punk uh a lot Not of hip-hop because he hated that we had to find that shit on our own yeah that that we had to discover later in life on our own but um i mean we listened to a lot of grunge like our intro to yeah. grunge was was through him i remember well with the exception of for me dad had that the pearl jam self-titled tape cassette tape and nirvana in utero and those were the first two grunge cassette tapes i had and i like never i just could not stop like listening to them those were the first two like for grunge for me but then nino had all like or nino had all that all this other all this other i mean amazing shit it was just fucking great and he was like an advocate of, i mean he was like getting albums when they were released and and it was a huge thing for him i mean his collection was 
I mean, stacks and stacks yeah. of CDs. I mean, stacks of CDs. We just, we never, we never ran out of stuff to listen to, you know? Ceiling and, to floor, like, cases of CDs in their jewels, yeah. like, alphabetically yeah. arranged. I remember he'd get new ones, and he'd have to shuffle everything down and around <laughs> because it had yeah. to stay in alphabetical order. He had, like, a notebook with them categorized, like, and where they were, and, and everything had, remember everything had a, every case had a, had a, a letter and a number. Like it would be like B-27, like B-28. Like it was so crazy. Yeah. But um, I mean, it just, it goes, it's a testament to like everything that we were exposed to. Later on in life, we got into the hip hop, you know, really good hip hop. I think most of that came from, because we listened to some of like the radio stuff, like DMX, Nas, like some of those guys because they were on the radio and that was you know, those guys are there. I mean, they're top 40s. They're some of the like major like players out there. But I think it was more like my my early 20s when, when I started getting introduced through a group of friends like the hieroglyphics guys, yeah. you know, Deltron, um, you know, guys like a tribe called Quest, Jurassic Five. Most uh, deaf, like common. Then, the common. Yeah. Once we hit that genre of hip hop we like i forgot everything else like it's yeah. it, it was what it was like there were still some of those I mean, guys still out there. like fun to listen to but <clears throat> oh yeah yeah like buster rhymes and some of those guys like yeah. they're always cool to listen to not to say that they were bad but like my true for me buster rhymes was in on that what are you talking about he's on like all the tribe called quest albums <laughs> well yeah he guessed on some of those yeah. but i'm saying like he was in his own realm over here with those guys you know what i mean yeah. Um, but man, when we, when we found that stuff, like I was just like, Oh, it was a whole nother love for hip hop. Like for what it was, you know, um, I'd say through that, through hip hop, then you were into a lot more of the punk stuff than, than I was. You introduced me to, to more of it, like fallout. Yeah. That was was more popular when I was in high school. Yeah. And you had with you, it was more like Dave Matthews and 311. So I got exposure to like that stuff from you, like the alternative, like modern stuff. Yeah. And then, yeah, I introduced you to more like Yellow Card and uh, Fall Out Boy and that kind of stuff because that was what I was listening to at that point. Yeah, that's kind of when you moved to Arizona, you know, and, you know, and so that was when I got exposed to some of that stuff hanging out, you know, more with you there because we were living in Arizona. and and that was really cool. That was really good stuff. And then what else did we venture into? Metal. You went a little bit deeper into the metal stuff that I did. Yeah, um, I just like listen to it. I don't, I'm not really like that into it. I listen yeah. to it, but I don't really like commit a lot of stuff to memory. Yeah, a lot of it sounds the same. <laughs> and that, to me, but I, I mean, like it. <laughs> like I like listening to it. All that stuff came from Corey. I I can yeah. all, like. Me too. Like any of the metal that I liked came from Corey. Like, you know, yeah. Corey is this friend of ours that we used to work with at the Conservatory of Recording Arts and Sciences. Um, that's the recording school we went to. So along with being lovers of music and having, you know, just an in-depth, like, um, just love and, and knowledge of it, we also both went to this recording school at different times um, because we wanted to learn to make albums, you know, and we were very blessed with the fact that we were able to to go to these schools and work in some studios for a while i went out to la for a while you worked in Ari- in a couple of studios in arizona right yeah um, i did my internship while i was at school there yeah and so it was 
really cool stuff to learn and experience. I think it almost for me ruined music for a while for me because I <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't just sit back and enjoy it. I was really tearing albums apart, like you know. Well, it's and I was like, like <laughs> you're young and like you know everything, so yeah. <laughs> Why did they do it this way? This is the only way. It's like it needs to sound like this. Oh, dude, and I would like try and listen, like even stuff like with an echo. I'm like, what does that sound like? That sounds like a point six echo, like. <laughs> that's not in time like that's a that's slightly off like you know what i mean like i would just I, for a while it was horrible live music could not do it at all like live music just hurt my ears because it just it didn't sound good enough you know like it just didn't that's sound the one that good. i still kind of am annoyed by but that's because mo- almost every venue in arizona sucks <laughs> oh man um I mean, after that, it's just kind of been, I mean, I've been coming back to music a little bit more, looking for new stuff. I had a big in-depth, uh, like, plunge into jazz, and I think that's just from my musical background, from, like, being a part of jazz bands um, in high school, in college even more. And so that's a huge love of mine is is just, like, big band jazz, um, singer-songwriter jazz, uh, a lot of, you know, anybody who's listened to jazz, they, they know a lot of the main players, which are the ones that I, I listen to them to, you know, Roy Hargrove, um, John Coltrane, Thelonious Monk, a lot of those, like, you know, big names and stuff like that. And so I have a big, you know, affinity towards towards that genre a lot. Like, I really like that a lot. So, I mean, we have some of our own individual stuff, but, um, yeah, so... We're going to just kind of be reviewing albums. We'll try not to be too too technical, critical, but I think it's it's something that, you know, we do naturally now just because of our our background and having the knowledge of, of how these albums are made. So, yeah. you know. But, uh, I mean, I think now with, like, our age, too, is given this humility of knowing, like, oh, okay, like, we know why this sounds like this or what they might be trying to, like, go for here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you want to jump into the top fives already? Um, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, you go first. All right. Um, my first one was Absolution by Muse, and they're one of the best live bands I've ever seen. Uh, every time I've been able to see them live since LA Rising I have, which has probably been like five or six times. Yeah. Um, and I chose this album in particular because the one after this, I can't remember what it is for the life of me right now, um, started like their trend into these more like big, grandiose kind of pieces. Yeah. And I, I like love that stuff. It's amazing. It's so hard <laughs> to do that stuff. But like Absolution is since they're since these are like our personal top fives, like th- I will say that those other albums are better than this one, like objectively. Yeah. But this one's just so much like they're raw. This is when they were first coming out. Like I this is why this one's on here as opposed to any of those other ones. Yeah. Um other You know than I that, never I never got into Muse that much. I should go back and give them another like try. Like I know I listened to a few songs and stuff, but I never really got super like hooked on um you know like other people did it just wasn't anything that stayed on my plate too long i know i listened to them before and i'm like hey they're good but never really like hooked got hooked on them i should go back and listen to them they're really good they're one of those bands like tool or like uh 311 like the more you actually listen to what they're playing it's like oh shit like yeah yeah really good musicians wait they're not from el paso are they 
No, no. They're who, from who, like, England. Who am I thinking of? There was a kind of a, like an experimental type band that was like. Mars Volta? Is that who it is? I think that's who you're thinking of. Oh, okay. Well, that's, some of them were from El Paso. A couple of them, right? A couple band members or something? Yeah. Okay, sorry. That, just, at the drive-in? Maybe. No, I know at the drive-in was, but yeah. that they're not that type. Isn't Mars Volta kind of that more experimental type uh, rock? Or? Not really. They're kind yeah. of different. Yeah. They're different than Muse. Muse okay. is more like mainstream, or especially more like poppy. Okay. More I'm boring to go back towards here. pop, towards pop anyway. But like, it's because like the newer stuff has a lot of like orche- like orchestration stuff. Like I, th- I'm sure you would really like it. Actually, you should go back and give it a try. Give like their full albums a try. But start with that one, or go, or you think with some of their newer stuff? Um, I would start with this one just because I like it so much, and that way yeah. you can see like their progression from like this <clears throat> this garage band. And I mean, even if you want to try the one before this one, this one's just a little bit more like polished. Yeah. Um, and then go from there. Like you can kind of see where they trended into like this huge band that they are now. With like yeah. on tour when we saw them, they had this like sixty foot uh, skeleton <laughs> coming out from behind the stage. Like they're freaking amazing live. It's they've never put out a bad show. And like in that, they had this like small marching band of people coming out. Like it, yeah, in between different songs, it's so good. <laughs> Like that little six piece like marching band like <laughs> it was even I think it was like twelve people like it was it's really cool like and then they would like stay and, and do like poses on the stage and stuff like that it's they're, it's such a great show <laughs> that's awesome yeah I'm gonna have to and go back was, and listen to yeah that's like the most recent one so like they have <laughs> other other really cool ones that they've done too even at LA Rising they had like these huge inflatable balls that they were like bouncing on the crowd for a while until like they finally got popped yeah <laughs> that's cool yeah. All right, sorry. Um, no. no. <laughs> Go so on then next. after that, um, I got the Sublime self-titled album. It's one of the few albums that I think I still know, like, every word to. Uh, yeah. I just have a ton of, like, really good memories with this album from yeah. listening to it with Nino, like, all the way till whenever we're in California, I always put, I always put this album on at least once. Um, it's just, like, a feel-good album for me, so yeah. this one's definitely on there for me. Yep. Um, White Pony. Uh... I'm debating between this one and my alternate. So I'm going to say White Pony for now. This just has a ton of really good songs on it. This is actually the um, first concert that I went to with just you, I think. Yeah, it was, it was me Incubus and, yeah. and Deftones at yep. uh, County Coliseum. Yeah. Where they played this one and Incubus played Make Yourself. Make Yourself, yep. Yeah. That was such a good concert. It was a good show, um, dude. I remember. Album, I remember that's when you were still smaller than me, and I was trying to like block people <laughs> from the pit, like from hitting my little brothers. Like now, it's like now you got to block for me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and this like this concert. album was like one of my first exposures to Maynard from Tool. Yeah, because um, I didn't really listen to them that much before this, and then that was when I kind of started getting more into them. Um, I just like a real, a, really like a lot of the songs on here. Um, yeah, after that, album. I'd say Do You Want More from The Roots. Um, Neo Soul, if I had to choose like one genre to listen to forever, yeah. would probably be it. Um, so this one is... For sure. Yeah. Like, it's well, just roots, is, a, roots are another one too. Is like, I, don't, I don't have any like bad albums I can think of from them. Like most of their stuff I'd have to go through and like, I mean, they got a big, they got a big catalog, 
but like some almost the everything newer, they put like, out, um, like I, I like it all, you know? Yeah, some of the newer experimental stuff is kind of like okay, but like this one was like you can it was like their their roots and yeah. it was like just the three of them you can hear like songs that are like just like if you're listening to a band in a club Ray, yeah. um what's his name Rozelle's on this out on this one oh yeah Silent treatment is on here so there's like a good like pop tune on this one too or like yeah. a good like headbanger tune on here yeah. um yeah this is a really good album Yep. After that is Hot Fuss. Uh, I think this is the time that you had moved away, maybe when you had gone to Arizona. So this is one of the only albums that like I had kind of found, had to find on my own. Yeah. And then I we found out later that like Phil worked on it and like. Yeah. When I found out like how much acclaim that it had gotten, I was like, oh okay, like this is just kind of the ones <laughs> that was like I do have good taste in music from how much I listened to this album. Like, this was another one of those that I learned, like, every word to, and, like, I just loved it. Yeah. And, like, seeing how many other people that, like, whose musical opinions I respected, like, held this album in high regard kind of yeah. made me, like, kind of reassured me more that I'm not... I do know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to, like, appreciating music. That's funny. Um, my alternate... I'd have to throw it in here because I'm just like kind of iffy on White Pony in this one. It is yeah. a fever you can't sweat out by Panic at the Disco. Um, it's Dude, just that guy so just got it. He's got to set a pipes on him, man. He like yeah, he can, and this is they were still a band. This is when they were still a band. Yeah, and they were so young in this one, and it just had so much like style out of like the pop punk genre that nobody was really doing. There was like all that auto tune and like just yeah. different like time signatures on and like mix-ups on stuff like that that like nobody really did an album like this and the the second one like was nowhere near as good as as that one yeah so it kind of like put them off my radar for a little while and i think that's when they kind of like started to break up and now he's just the one with the name but yeah. that album was so good and that was when i was also going to the conservatory so i listened to this one like trying to how did they do this or how did they do that like you're trying to tor- tear it apart yeah <laughs> yeah like this is the one that was always in my car because it was so short too, going to and from uh campus all the time so this yeah. is probably the one that like i wore out if this, was, if this one was a record like this is what i would have worn out <laughs> no nah, that definitely was a good album and and i remember the first time i listened to it that's the first thing i thought of i mean he's just like damn this kid can sing man like he just sounded so good you could hear that he was like in tune and he was keyed up really well all the time. Um, I mean, it really reminded me of like of of um, of of what's his name from oh god um, from Queen, dude. Like um, Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury, Jesus. Like <laughs> I was just like, God, this kid can belt. You know what I mean? Like it was just yeah. it was really good. The songs were just feel good songs. Like you're just. You could not. You couldn't not listen. You can listen to the album like feel bad <laughs> well, like, or like you, be pouty about it. If you actually listen like, to the <laughs> lyrics, they're kind of like morbid, but <laughs> they're like upbeat songs. But they're upbeat, yeah. Like, but the, yeah. the feel—that's what I said. They they still make you feel yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a good album for sure. Uh, let's see. I'll go through mine. So the first one for sure. When anybody asks me or like, what are your top albums? And and again, like we'll say. We're not saying these are the top five best sounding albums. That's different. Like these are our personal like top five albums. Like if we're if we go talk about be, like our what our technical thought is of the top five best sounding like albums, that that'd be albums. different. Yeah, that'd be different. Yeah. But so this one is Sinatra at the Sands. Super old album was recorded in like nineteen sixty something, 
and it was a live album. You know, I just finished saying like how much I hate like live music, but <laughs> not that I hate it, but like I just had, I just didn't, it didn't sit well with me. This album sounded so good and it blows my mind because I just try to think like, how good of like setup could they have in that room? This is 1966. Like, you know what I mean? I think it was when the Probably album was like made. Two ceiling mics, like two Ye- low yeah. mics. Yeah, it was, it's crazy. So to, to think that a lot of the post-production remastering and stuff like that had to be done. The album in general on its own, I enjoyed. Like there's a section in the middle where Sinatra just like is basically putting on like comedy, like sketch comedy, not sketch comedy, but just like a little stand-up comedy s- section. But this album is like, I listened to it, I mean, easily hundreds of times. And it was the one that I used to train my ear to separate sounds and tones and parts. And like, you know what I mean? I learned I could sing almost every single part for all the different sections, be it the saxes or the trumpets or the trombone section or whatever. Like I just, I just knew all the parts cause I learned it so well, you know, and I just, I knew the drum parts. I knew the piano parts, the bass parts, like the bass lines. I just, I tore this album apart and listened to every song over and over and over again. And so it's just one of those that like, while while I was attending the conservatory as someone I listened to so much, so I learned a lot with it because it was my comparison yeah. of what was going on over here versus doing that. And then I'd go and mix my own stuff that I was recording and try to get my ears and my brain to think the way that this album would make my brain think. So, like, that one's got a real huge, like, attraction to me for that. Um, it sounds fucking great for, like, 1966. <laughs> like, you got to listen to it. It's a fucking great album. Um, Wait, did you ever... In the when you're at the conservatory, did you ever go record yourself play trombone? Uh, no, I did record you're fucking, myself. You're dumb. Why? Because <laughs> you're like super. You almost graduated like playing trombone. You're classically trained, and then you have like all this free studio time. You could have just recorded all these different mics and like just tried. If you, especially if you like that album so much. You're right. I probably could have. I didn't, but I I did record myself when I went to work in California. Okay. There were a couple times that that I just had had talked to my studio owner and like we there was sessions were can, were canceled and so I was just like hey do you mind if I record a little bit and so I did record myself there a little bit cool. so and so and I think that's why I can't, I can't there's no way I can remember not even remotely off the top of my head but they had some really like nice condenser mics and stuff like that that yeah. I'm like man I wonder what that sounds like and so I would record myself there so I did I did do that and you know over there but i think i was just too excited i was i did record a couple of dj sets but that doesn't mean shit like <laughs> i could have done that in my apartment like it didn't yeah. mean anything it's just um, lines out. yeah yeah it's just lying out um but you're right i didn't i should have i should have recorded myself more but you know what i don't think i took my horn with me I don't think uh, I took it with me to school because I knew I was going to go from Arizona and then quickly finish and then go uh, over to California. So California. I didn't take too much with me when I came, when I went to California, I, I took it with me and I took more of my equipment with me, uh, more so of my that, musical that equipment. That makes sense. But yeah. Damn. That's, <laughs> yeah. Seems like a mis- well, you worked there afterwards too. So it's more like more time for a missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, let's see. My next album is science from incubus. And I think it's just because it stands alone. Since that album, I have never heard anything like it or anything that pumps me up like it. Like just it, it's a great sounding album. It sounds raw and gritty and like, it literally sounds like 
like somebody rubbing two stones together. Like it just sounds so <laughs> raw and gritty to me, but I loved it. You know what I mean? And that, that's not even the first Incubus album I heard. I'm like the majority of the Incubus population. Like uh, the first one I heard was um, not Make Yourself. Uh, oh, yeah. Was it Make Yourself? Yeah, Make Yourself. Yeah, Make Yourself. I was thinking yeah. of uh, Morning Morning View was Make Yourself. Um, and so I, I found... I found science because of our, our, our Nino. Like he had, he had found make yourself and then he had fungus among us and science. And I think fungus among us was actually there was before science. So I I think think two of those songs are on science um, from fungus among us, but it was a short little like EP. Like it had like, I think six songs on it or it was, there's not very many, Um, but science just man fucking pumps me up. Like the only, (laughs) and I'll say the only one part I, I like and I don't like is the last, is it the last song? It's like, it's raging and it's just like, it's hitting hard. And all of a sudden it goes into like some, some audio from the studio. where like, damn it, Gavin, you almost erased the fucking tape. Like it just starts talking. Like it totally like kills the mood, but it, like, it's part of them. Like I can't, I can't take it away from them. So <laughs> that, that album's really, really cool. Um, my next that one was. That album is actually where I got my screen name from. Oh yeah, <laughs> the fungus among us or from science. Science from isn't science. It, isn't oh no, maybe it isn't fungus among us. That's what I was uh, looking up right now. I don't remember. I don't remember all the song titles. I'm really bad with like naming song titles and stuff like that off the top of my head. Yeah, I have to look it up. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> let's see. My next one was Quality Control by Jurassic Five. So these guys, nice. I, their entire catalog, I could listen to album out like just one album the next album next album i love them you know two amazing djs you know lyricists that just have i mean they fit together they do harmonies they're great and the only reason i could i could have picked any one of the albums out of their entire catalog and been happy but i picked quality control because that's the first one that was my first exposure to them and so i really really liked it you know along with them came you know um Oh God, uh, Oza Motley, you know, so yeah. like introduced they, can, they blended because they, they blended. Yeah, they blended. And so like there was a lot more that led down the path once like I found that was Jurassic where we found Cut yeah. Chemist and Cut. like yep. a lot of turntables yep. and new mic. DJ Shadow. Dude, one of my most prized possessions is like this album that there's like maybe 1500 copies or it's a cd it's like 1500 copies of it's like newmark versus cut chemist or like just like one that's like just the two of them or some shit like that yeah i don't think i've heard that before i don't know you have it yeah it's that's i need to find it we just moved so i don't know where it is but i need to find it damn it i'm gonna have to listen to that i bet that's fucking awesome but yeah them two as djs i mean two of the best djs in the circuit of that of that hip hop turntablist world. Like you can't, yeah, you in can't one in one group. Like you can't fucking beat yeah. that. Like you can't beat that. Um, the next one is Queens greatest hits. And that one is just a good memory. I remember it, you know, from being young, hearing it throughout my life. Uh, that was one that like Nino introduces to, and it's just great songs. And, and I'll be honest, like, we will rock you is one I really kind of skip a lot just cause it's just, it's, you hear it everywhere. My favorites are like, you know, fat bottom girls, bicycle. Um, I mean, some killer of queen. killer queen, like those are some of the ones that I really, really enjoy listening to. And those are like, they're 
not more popular like songs. I mean, maybe now because of the movie I mean, and all that stuff. It's still on the hits albums, so they're still yeah. hits. But it's I mean, just I guess more of the like overplayed ones. Yeah, to to our generation, they're not the ones that they know. Yeah. Sports killed those other Real songs. Right, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Mighty Ducks and all these. <laughs> yeah, uh, dude. <laughs> sports movies growing up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Songs for us. <laughs> um, yeah, that album was great. Uh, Three Eleven self titled that just probably shows like my age and my genre where I'm at. But I mean, they're somebody, they're a group that's just super unique too. They got that bossa rhythm, you know, uh, I mean, you got two great, again, two great vocalists, a drummer that is fucking amazing. And then has one of the most unique sounds amongst drummers of of music in general like you yeah. if you hear him playing you're like oh yeah that's it like you you yeah. just know you know you hear you hear it you hear that pick snare and like you hear the style of playing you know it's him you know you could take all the rest of the instruments out and just hear just him playing by himself and you would just know it was 311 um and so that one's just and that one's just that was also a big intro into a whole other world of rock and stuff like that with 311 um is that my, that's the blue one that's the blue one, yeah. There's that. They're another one too. That like I could have picked any album. Uh, some of their newer stuff maybe is not as strong nah, as I would have liked. Nah, it's they're, not. But anything. they, but their new ones do have a handful of songs in each. Like uh, less than a handful. I'd say like two or three. <laughs> but like the self-titled grass roots. I think roots. the last one was like. Uh. <laughs> um, you know they they they're a good band and they're they're talented talented yeah, group. Yeah. Uh, let's see. My alternate was. Uh, take this to your grave by fallout boy because that's just one that was one of my first ones for the pop punk like genre that i got introduced to you showed me that one i mean i could sing every single word of that album from beginning to end because i listened to it so much and i loved it so much like that one was just i don't really have a place for it to alternate in and out of like i'm really strong on my five i, I enjoy <laughs> those five but that that one was a hard one that i had to kind of like like I had to kind of sneak it in there. Like you and I were talking about, yeah. it's like maybe we need a top ten because five is hard. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I, yeah, that, I, I feel bad. <laughs> that one I've actually probably listened to more than all of the ones in my top five combined. So that take album. this to your grave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that album good... was like so ingrained in my DNA that I didn't even like think to put it in my top Dude, five. Dude, it's but, so like... good, and and that one's one of those that like was less produced. I mean, still really well produced, but less yeah. produced. But like, God, like the guitars on it, like, da, 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 like they just sounded so good. They were big and chunky, like good drum sounds, vocal. I mean, the vocals were fucking amazing in that album. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just overall a great, great, great fucking album. And so it was one that like, I'm going to say, I'm going to say I snuck in a top six and not a top five because <laughs> I, I couldn't, yeah, I, I, I couldn't switch that with anybody out, like, <laughs> you know, with any of my other albums. <laughs> But um, that's our yeah, top so. fives, yeah. Uh huh. So that's just kind of like the, I mean, the way we enjoy music, or an insight yeah. into the way that we enjoy music at this point now, I guess. Yeah, and I'll be honest, man. I get on like kicks where like I'll listen to a couple of R and B artists, and then I'll listen to nothing but R and B for a while. Like yeah. I don't really vary in and out. Like I'll have moments where I'll vary in different different like groups at a time but a lot of times if i get stuck on one thing like if i'm listening to jazz that's all i'm listening to and that's when i find a lot of new stuff like i'll start digging 
you know, and, and digging and digging and looking for new artists, new albums. I'm like, oh, this guy I hadn't listened to since the last time I was on my, you know, jazz kick. He's put out two albums. Let me listen to that. And so I, I go in waves, you know, and I have these different waves of like genres and stuff, you know. Um, I don't know. Yeah. What... I probably listen to like eight or nine hours of new music every week because yeah. I have so much opportunity to in my job that like I can do a lot of stuff while listening to just headphones on. So I get to like critically listen to music a lot. Yeah. Um, so I listen to I'll just go through new releases and like anything that looks good, um, album art looks good, or it's like an, a known artist or like an, an artist that people like a lot. Like I'll go to like Metacritic's like new releases and see like who's highly like rated, even if it's just artist score or like um, audience score. Because yeah. if their audience feels that highly about them, like it's worth trying to listen to. Most of the albums I'll actually get through, not a lot of stuff that like I'll keep. But there's very rare times that I'll actually just like, nah, I can't make it through this album and then I'll stop that <laughs> way. But that's how I've been trying to get like a lot of new music. And so that's really more, I guess, what this was for. Because when we were, when we met up most recently, like on this last trip that we took, we were just both kind of talking about how we wanted to start, like, or like how we had started like wanting to listen to more music. And I was yeah. telling you like the way that I've been listening to it. So yeah. Really, more than anything, that's what this is for, is for us to share new music with each other. Yeah, and, and that's what I was like. The other thing I was thinking is that I really was really excited to do this podcast because I'm like, man, it's going to get my brain thinking and, like, digging more. Because we, I mean, I, li I know you used to, too, and, like I, like, I used to always love to go try to find out information about the album, like, where they recorded at, who did it, like, who were the engineers, um, if there's any articles on it about, like, the mics that they used or how they did it. Like, it's fun to always find out these really cool behind the scenes tricks or like um stories i guess you know what i mean and i used to love finding that shit out and like i, I haven't done that in a while so when we were talking about doing this it was, made me excited because it, it made me i knew that my brain was going to want to go start doing like those things and start digging on some of these albums like newer albums and stuff like that so i was excited about it so hopefully you know anybody listening you guys get an insight into you know what what we like that's that's our personal like top five but and it, hopefully you haven't listened to some of those and you, you know, you find your music. Like, that's kind of what, yeah. like, like Joseph said, that's what this whole thing's about. And, you know, um, we can talk about the assignments for the next one. Yeah, you go first on this one. Um, so my assignment for you is he's actually an artist here uh, from El Paso. Um the big name from El Paso, a lot of people, everybody knows, like Khalid, which I don't take anything away from the kid. Like, he's really good. I really enjoy his songs. Um, I'm super happy for him because <clears throat> he's, I mean, just had skyrocketing success very quickly. Like, and he's just being recognized by so many people. This is another artist that is local here in El Paso, still lives here in El Paso. Um, great kid. I actually got to meet this kid, and it's funny because... I worked in a recording studio where we had a fair share of like of of some pretty big name artists come through and I never really fanboyed out with people like you know it was really <laughs> cool to meet them and like yeah and I and when I met this kid he was working at Target like you know cuz he's still he's still an aspiring artist he's still uh, like he hasn't hit his got his break yet Yeah I mean, and I would say that but but he does have a huge following already like um if you go find him on Spotify, he just barely changed his name 
like two months ago. So when you go look at him, if you look at how many plays he's got, he's like a million plays already or something like that. Like he's so he's got a good amount of people to listen to him. Yeah. Um, what I really like about him is that he's like a real artist, like art, like because he he paints and he writes and he does like more creative things other than just music, which is what I like, uh-huh. you know. So when you listen to him, these songs, a lot of them are more poetry to music, which I really enjoy. I think that like there's there's always like these more polished things or that could happen to them or like more produced things that could could, you know, could definitely like work for the albums and the songs but if i just sit back the words are great the songs sound great he's an r&b slash like soul artist um and so it's just it's really really good music so the album is called it's just an untitled album right now but the artist's name is i don't need a name so uh-huh. that's his artist name is i don't need a name um he used to be Irie lee people might know him as that and that's what he used to be under. You can still find some of his albums under that, but he basically had two albums um, under Irie Lee. He kind of went through this change and I, I feel like he's one of those like almost tortured artists. Like, you know, like he puts art, like his music out and he, he feels like it's not good enough, but I like, I love it, man. I'm telling you, like I fanboyed out when I saw this kid, like <laughs> I was like, Oh shit, that's him. And then like, I saw him and I was like, Hey man, you're, you're Irie Lee, huh? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And I was like, dude, your song Van Gogh, like that's his his longest standing, I think, hit is is a song named Van Gogh. Um, hence, he's is a Is it pain. on this album? It is on this album. And so he mixed his two albums under Irie Lee into this album, which there's a couple tracks that didn't make it to this one um, that was on his second album from, as Irie Lee that I'm a little bummed about. But I think the way he put this new version and album together flows better as an album from beginning to end so like i'm like ah those tracks didn't make it but i enjoy albums in their entirety like cover to cover and i think it flows really really well so he did really well with it but um it's cool good down-to-earth kid good songs especially in like for the r&b genre like again you can see that he's progressing and he's going forward and there's more like for him to develop on but god he's got a good a good leap on it already and I, and I enjoy it. So I don't need a name is the, is the artist and it's just under untitled, untitled album right now. Okay, cool. Cool. All right. Um, the one that I had, I mean, there's one that actually came out this week that I might throw in here. If we're only going to do it monthly, I think three albums isn't too much to ask for, but before I get to that one, the one that I had thought about before and my actual assignment, like my official assignment is, uh, artist named Poppy, and I think the album is called I Disagree. Let me look it up real quick just to make sure. Yeah, I'm looking I'm at it right now. Right I Disagree. By I Poppy. Disagree, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like from everything that I can tell and everything that I've heard and just kind of briefly read online earlier, yeah. um, she's like this big industry plant. She's from YouTube, and she's just been kind of molded into like this this little artist that it's just making money at this point. <laughs> um, but this album is actually really cool. So have you heard a lot of like Lil Nas X or um, like, I don't know how to say his name. It's like Kuko, like album or like some of these newer artists like that. No. So one nobody told, nobody told these artists about genres <laughs> and it's not like, it's so great. I hope nobody ever does, 
because like Lil Nas X dude is like if hip hop met country, and then another another song is like if hip hop was met grunge, and then like another one is like if hip hop and pop punk like put out a song. And oh, like, you like talk to me EP about it. Is like that. Like it's really good. That sounds familiar. The, you talk to me that about that. Kuka one is like a lot of like Latin influence, like hip hop, like <clears throat> mixture, and it's really cool. Like just completely doesn't really sound like it fits in any sort of genre. Yeah. This album is like the metal version of that. Okay. So like this little like YouTube like blonde like bubblegum like princess weird girl like she also had like this identity where like she was also a robot or she was a girl or something like that and she has like a graphic novel or something but I don't know any of that shit <laughs> all I know is she was on WWE so I was like oh this is weird like but I'll listen to this and then they said she had an album coming out and then she was actually part of like this most recent pay-per-view this is actually after I had already like thought I was going to choose this album for for this assignment yeah but like it goes it blends like metal into like dreamy pop into like bubblegum pop into like j-pop into like edm here and there and like it's just go it goes in and out and like it doesn't quite mix them the way that like lil nas x is like both of them at the same time yeah it's like metal and then it like kind of dives into like pop and then comes back into like metal (laughs) so like it's it's different it's different genres but not at the same time but it goes in and out of them so it's really cool the other one that I actually just heard, and I've only been able to hear it once, so I don't even, I can't even really go into it. I don't know anything about this artist other than my first listen. I really love this album, and I think you you will like it too. It's called Cape God by LEX. Okay, haven't heard them. So either. I think, yeah, it's, I think it's just a, like a girl, another like artist, kind of like that. I don't know anything okay. about her yet, but listen to this album. I think if we're going to do this... So, yeah, if we do this again in a month, three albums is good. Okay. Yeah? Yeah, I'll get two more then. I'll send you two more. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't uh, sure how often <laughs> we were going to do it. Uh, I thought we had said monthly but or bi-monthly. But if we're doing monthly, then, yeah, I think three albums is fine. It just like, Well, I'm just throwing this one in there because re- like, <laughs> this one was a game changer. I really liked it, but I don't know, like... And I was also in traffic, so I should have really hated it because <laughs> I was, like, should have had that association with it. But, oh, man, it actually took me out of, like, how much I hated traffic the other day when I was listening to it. And I really, like, it, but it's another one that goes through these different genres. And, like, this one is actually, like, one song in this genre, one whole song in this genre, one whole song in this genre. And, like, yeah. but each one is never bad. You would think with, like, jumping in and out, it's like, okay, at some point it's going to, like, like one of these genres you're not going to be able to be good at, but it is really good. I'm I look- think one of them is even like a swing song. That's why, like, I think you'll really like it too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You're going to, I'll, I'll send me the link for that one. I'm looking at this girl's okay. poppy's like catalog. She's got an album in 2018 and 2017. One's called yeah. poppy computer. And the other one's called, I am a girl question mark. Yes. Like, yes, yes. Like, <laughs> that's so got, funny. She's got this weird persona. So I don't really know anything about it other than I saw her on like a wrestling pay-per-view. And then I actually, we went to go see her when she was live here. Yeah. It was such a weird, like turnout for her fan base. Like every, everyone from like us, like these almost square ass parents with like all these people with like their own like makeup like hers and like goth kids <laughs> and just like regular pe- like it was weird the dudes next to us were like mechanics like <laughs> well yeah, you know what was... 
if there's anything that should bring people together, it's music, and that's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like I like it's metal, metal dream pop, some like ex YouTube star. <laughs> like you know, like some of those guys are probably like, ah, she's just hot. I want to go check her out. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, that's cool. But they all like even it was it was in like a really small venue. Like you couldn't really like put on that good of a show. But they like the band put on a really good show, and then they had this like light up cube. They actually in a small space. It was really cool. That's awesome. That's the one thing I wish that um, I wish Apple Music did because that's the other thing you and I were talking about. Like I use Apple Music, you use Spotify, so we're you know hopefully that never doesn't become a problem in the future. But I don't know if Spotify does it, but I wish that Apple Music gave you more album info or more like and it used to, or maybe I'm not finding yeah. it. Like it used to give you artist info, you know, and tell you kind of how they started and stuff like that. But I just I. I don't no, see it's it in anymore. there. It's in like the about page. Are you talking about Spotify? No, I'm talking on on Apple Music. Oh yeah, I don't know where it is. I know it's on Spotify. Apple Music used to, and now it seems like they don't, and that kind of bums me out. But anyways. yeah, see this Allie X. I'm going through like hers on Spotify, and it's another one of those like Billie Eilish, uh, poppy things where like she's got these weird photos with like those are the related coming out of her mouth. <laughs> Um, oh, here it goes. Yeah, so here I don't really know anything about her. All I know is this album is really good. Okay, I found the about for her. Yeah, her genre is under metal. <laughs> is it nice? It says, Los Angeles-based based performance artist turned pop star poppy. Born Mariah Rose Pieria? Yeah, Mariah spelled all stupid, too, yeah, right? Yeah, M O. R-I-A-H. Yeah. I had to like stop and look at it for Mora. a second. Formerly known as That Poppy. <laughs> uh, says she gained a sequential following through social media and grew even more absurd and bizarre her genre when she began making music for Diplo's Mad Descent label. Oh, she made music for Diplo? He's huh. the DJ. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, self referential electro pop in 2017 i guess so that one's more electro pop the 2017 album uh-huh. uh computer and yeah the i think this one was like new the metal only metal one. Oh, that's okay. cool yeah it's yeah because it says the computer one is more is is new metal and you dash metal and dance pop. yeah that's so, more like cool kind of tool and like yeah just different metal cool well i'm excited to listen to that it sounds it sounds way different. Cool. All right. Well, those are assignments, I guess, and I'll have to think up a couple more since you had those other ones. Oh, did I add it? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, anything else? No, I think that's it. All right, cool. All right, guys, so we'll figure out when we're going to be back or how often we're going to be doing it. Um, yeah. This was just our kind of first little intro and from here on we'll probably just be assigning albums if you have any suggestions send us an album maybe maybe we'll review it i don't know we'll see we'll see what goes <laughs> yeah. on no, you know? for sure. and then we'll kind of you know the more new music we can find the better that's the whole yeah the whole fun of it so um hope you guys got to get some new albums out of this and we definitely will be <laughs> Yeah, I can't just rely on uh, NPR podcast for new music, so send it <laughs> as much as possible. Yeah, the more the better. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, till next time.